baby! <laughs> Eating a Godfather's pizza? Yeah, it's it's a very Midwestern pizza. What does that mean? A lot thick of crust? Yeah, a lot yeah. of thick crust, yeah. Chicago kind of style? Major <laughs> luck. Welcome to Set Jetter Park. My name is Tom Cohen. Say hello to my little friend! Hello! Yeah, you gotta let it breathe. We haven't even seen it. It's terrible. Oh, you know, it's not made for us. This is a family film. Sometimes shit happens, someone has to deal with it, and who are you gonna call? You know? That's all we have. He enjoys set jetting, he enjoys Madonna, and he enjoys Varsity Pizza. Without further ado, here's Robbie! You're listening to the Podcastle Set Cheddar Saturdays with Robert Patterson. And just to let the listeners know that the Podcastle is now streaming on TuneIn, Podcast Addict, and Listen Notes, and also on Amazon. So if you're one of the four people in America that listen to any of those services, and you happen to be listening in the 0.004% chance to this show, we thank you. Don't forget to check out merchandise available at kingmanproductions.net, and tweet us at the underscore podcastle. And also watch the Set Cheddar Saturday videos on YouTube at Clark the Shark, and of course, as always, visit set-jetter.com and follow Robert on Instagram at set underscore jetter. So, now that we got out, all that bullshit out of the way, please welcome Oof. to the show, as always, Robert Patterson. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday. Happy October. Finally, we're here. We're this, here. Yeah, can't come soon enough. And all the leaves returning. I noticed I was driving today, there's a lot of leaves blowing around Nebraska orange and reddish and so we're, we're official now we are official you are yeah. official yes uh we don't have any leaves changing here but sometimes the uh the, the wildfires there's a an orange and red tint in the sky and it reminds me of of those seasons i call it the ridley scott tent you know it just <laughs> this is what he goes for in all of his movies and now now it just shows up no it's just there aside from christmas i think Oddly, because growing up, it was during like the school season starting stuff. But like late September, early October was always like my favorite time. It was just like a, I don't know, it felt like exciting. Like it's getting colder, mm-hmm. you know, like things are a little scary. You know, it's kind of like it was a cool, it's a cool time of year, I think, to this oh, day. Yeah. Every, I think everybody loves fall for a number of reasons. And then Halloween is just kind of the, the topper on it. I agree. Post Halloween, you got November and like, all right, then it's dreary, yucky. Nothing more depressing than right after than than New Year's. I think New Year's Day is always the most depressing day of the year. At least it was in the East Coast because you're like, well, it's six degrees and there's nothing to look forward there's, to for three yeah. months. Everything's blah and yucky looking outside and snow right. is all dirty. Snow's dirty. It's all dirty. over the place. Yeah. Um, but we have a great show tonight. We're going to get into a few things. We're going to get into uh, October Halloween Picks. It's a new segment we're just going to do briefly on each show throughout October, which is going to give you listeners some suggestions. Um, from myself and Robert. You're going to want to listen to Robert's suggestions. They hold more weight than my own. Uh, I know. don't know. No, I, I think yeah. I, Robert has a better grip on the horror genre than I ever will. But I have seen a few, so I'll, I'll throw my out there. But you're, you're going to want to listen to Robert. And then, of course, we are into 2005, the highest grossing films, and do they still hold up? So uh, it's going to be a good show. But just real quick, before we jump into that, you mentioned Everybody Loves Fall. And that's actually so true. I was I just got back um, from the East Coast. I was in New York, and I must have heard like so many people say, you know, I love this area, the watching the foliage and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. And it's like, wow, people really do love fall. 
They do. I, there, there's something about it. I mean, I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's my love for Halloween, and I love seeing all the leaves on the ground. I don't, yeah, it just it works. Overcast. Yeah. Overcast. John Carpenter's, uh, you know, the Halloween franchise, I should say, all of the films, usually around. Um, but you just got back from, you were here in LA. I missed you. I was yeah, in New we, York. You were here. We crossed coasts. <laughs> we, we, we crossed the streams. But yeah, I was in LA. I somehow scored tickets to the US premiere of Halloween Kills. It's amazing that you did yeah. that. At Beyond Fest, um, they said there was 35,000 ticket click requests for oh this 400-seat theater. <laughs> One screen. Wow. So I obviously lucked out completely that I was somehow able to nab tickets. It's because you're the set jetter. It's just yeah. watching that. And they're like, get Robert in there. <laughs> yeah, I need. I deserve to be there. So no, it it it, it was a good time. I was uh, uh, it was it was the Hollywood Legion Theater, which I've never been to. And actually, I've been trying to get into the Hollywood Legion forever because they shot a couple uh, movies down in their lounge downstairs. And so I've been meaning to get to that spot, and I just never had a way. It's of course always private and locked up. But so it was kind of a double bonus. I got down there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Where's the Hollywood Legion Theater? Uh, it's just right up the street from Hollywood and Highland, probably like a couple blocks north. So, um, and just a couple blocks the other way is the Hollywood Bowl, and of course they were having a <laughs> concert that night as well. So it was th- that area is always you know chaos traffic wise, anyways. But you can imagine with two events, it was it was, but it was worth it. Oh yeah, the Hollywood Legion Theater. I know where that is. I've passed that a lot, and I've always wondered about that place. I always thought it was a um, something else like a vfw or something like it kind that. of is but it has a nice size theater um but yeah i didn't you know it's deceptive and i think they do kind of screenings uh not only in the theater but i think the guy and i set up the parking lot in the back is kind of a drive-in theater too for different things so check oh, it yeah, out i see that yeah. that's pretty cool um i did drop your name a few times uh halloween kills came up with some people in new york that coincidentally were from LA and they're like, Hey, do you want to see Halloween kills? You know, on the 15th, I was like, yeah, yeah. I heard that was, I heard it was okay. <laughs> and like, Oh, you, you, you saw it. I was like, nah, nah I, I know people that saw it. I know, I know the, people that <laughs> Robert, the podcast, well, Robert set the set editor has seen it. I like, oh, how to do that. I'm like, yeah, we don't really talk. Yeah. I don't really talk. Shop you know, with these things. He knows people. He knows people. Uh, but yeah, 10, one Halloween kills was sold out. 10, 11 antlers is sold out. <laughs> I don't know why I'm plugging the Hollywood Legion <laughs> Theater, but I was on the website. But yes, yeah, so you had a good trip overall. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. Obviously, it's exciting to always be at a premiere or kind of see things early. And uh, uh, I don't know. Unsurprisingly, Jamie Lee Curtis showed up uh, beforehand to kick the film off, so that's always fun. And uh, she's always she was she was a lot of she was a good spirits this time, dropping a lot of f bombs and uh, having a good time. Yeah, I saw the photos you posted. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, and then we watched the film. Without yeah. giving any spoilers, what did you? What was your like takeaway? I am I, I'm struggling on what to think about this one. Actually, it's really uh, it's there's parts I really liked, uh-huh. and there's parts I've like I'm not a little uneven uh, to and mm. kind of some wasted opportunities. And they had a few few more water cooler moments where uh, you know Hitchcock and I would talk about the next day at the water cooler. Be like, wait a second. How did he do that? You know? Yeah. And what so, were they doing? Yeah. And then, so part of me thinks, you know, I'm curious to see what kind of mainstream audiences, maybe they'll love it. Um, however, the film is really supposed to be made as a love letter to fans. 
So uh, I don't right. know. Uh, we'll see. And uh, I try to avoid most of the trailers and stuff because uh, they give everything away. And then I waited mm-hmm. until after. And then I was watching the trailers, and there, there's a, a handful of scenes that are just not in the movie. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, that happens. But I'm like, yeah. I, I, I was watching, and I was like, well, that's not in the movie. And that's not in the movie. And I was talking to a friend who's, who's actually seen it a couple times. And we were discussing, like, did that, was that in the movie? Did I miss that? And I'm like, no, I looked for that. I saw that too. And it just, it wasn't in the movie. But, oh, that. Yeah. That old Hollywood adage, the choppy yeah. editing, last minute, whatever sticks. And there's a rumor, I was reading something about uh, the test screenings like a year ago uh, had a slightly different ending uh, that they felt was better. So, And then from what I read about it, I'm like, yeah, that would have been a little bit better ending. But this definitely feels like a middle movie, um, just filling time until the next one. And and they did that because the test screenings, uh, that ending did better, but they switched it because creative differences maybe they didn't like it i i don't know but if Mm -hmm. if if it is true i was like you know what that 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 would have worked a little bit better for me but anyway yeah i'll I'll go see it again of course um and i'll probably learn to love it yeah i'm excited now for it we're gonna go see it you know um next weekend i guess it opens on the 15th yeah um we're gonna see bond this weekend for the commoners What's that? It's so for the commoners to want to go see. But for the peasants. Did, did you see Halloween Kills? No, sir. I've been waiting in line for three days. Can I get in? Please, sir. Why are you so mean? <laughs> but um, I did watch a trailer. There was a trailer last night when I was watching the American uh, Crime Story, and it would be said about the love letter of the fans. They show like the old characters, and yeah. you know, they're like it's you know it's been forty years. It's just, you know we're all everyone's kind of getting together. There was like this camaraderie feeling. Are those were those scenes cut or are they like was that were they still in there? They're in there. Um, okay. Yeah. So obviously, the, so and everybody knows that uh, Tommy Doyle came back and in a as it with a new actor and uh, yeah. Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers is back and and Cal Richards who actually is probably the best out of them all. Um, in yeah, the, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. So I liked her and and obviously there's it's not spoiler that there's flashback scenes. Um, to 1978, and those are probably my my favorite parts. Were the flashback scenes scenes in the original or unused footage from the original? New scenes sub- that took place in 1978. Oh, but they that, shot them like they were new. Oh, that's new, cool. Yeah, yeah, and they they do actually have some flashback of the actual original film and Halloween too, uh, just cuts here and there. Um, but Ooh. yeah, they they shot some new stuff, and that was actually kind of the most exciting. I'm like, oh, maybe. Maybe we should have lived more there in this one, you know. But yeah, we should have went down that road. Yeah, I do like the editing on the latest trailer, though. Like where they they kind of jump at you right away. They're really trying to like, yeah. get you get you involved. And this one, I don't think I'll be spoiling, but I do like that they um, they it, it kind of takes place as the first one ends, and they do kind of chop back and forth to different places of town and things happen simultaneously. So I was like, okay, that's a little. A little different, uh, a little different for a Halloween movie, and and they do kind of retcon some stuff where uh, people you thought were dead are really not dead. But oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Jamie Jamie Lee already spoiled that because she had pictures of her with a certain character, and I'm like, well, oh, apparently okay. they didn't die. But <laughs> yeah, I think I might know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I'll be curious to see uh, how that plays out. Yeah, I think I'll end up liking it. Uh, it's certainly not in the Halloween resurrection pile, but I was just going to say, it's no resurrection. It is no resurrection, but David Gordon Green did talk about 
bringing Busta Rhymes back for no. Halloween ends. Really? Yeah, because they uh, him and Jason Blum had a Q and A after, and oh. he said that has came up, and I was like, well, at this point, yeah, what are you throwing what everybody you... else in? Why not? Yeah, let's bring, throw but, the whole but, thing but, in there. But, but, but Billy, <laughs> <laughs> just throw him in. Yeah, why not? You know, right. Josh Hartnett, he can stop by too. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who's ever like in the area or still has a house in the area? Just. Come down, come down for lunch, and we'll we'll come, we'll do a quick scene. Come to North Carolina for a day. Come on, come come, come to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, well yeah, we'll 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 keep everybody updated on Halloween. Keep everyone updated, like it's gonna change. <laughs> Go see the movie. Let us know what you think. Uh, I'll be curious to 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 see it, and uh, yeah. always respect your opinion. So uh, I'm intrigued at what it's yes. gonna be. We'll talk. We'll talk more. Um, but we got tonight uh, October Halloween picks. Um, basically, Robert put together um, these these genres, uh, these subgenres of the horror genre and film, and they're broken down into classics, um, you know, slash and gore, et cetera, et cetera. And these are some films that we both recommend people should go out and see during October. You know, it's it's getting crispy in the air um, or hotter if you're in L.A. <laughs> yeah, um, it was in the 90s in L.A. Like, come on. It's too much. I know. It's too much. Yeah, it well, it is toasty, but um, but yeah, these are good. These are good movies that we recommend, and these are classics that um, we feel like you guys should check out. So, Robert, uh, what do we have here? Uh, what, what's what's the first one on your list, sir? And and we did our best to not, you know, because some could show up in multiple categories. So I, it's kind of we do the best we can. So uh, when I think of horror classics, I think of uh, one of my first ones. I thought it was Rosemary's Baby uh, in 1968. I think it is not 86, but yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. This is with uh, Mia Farrow. Yes. And uh, I forget the other dude's name. They did uh, re- they did remake Rosemary's Baby, though. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they actually made a, a horrible sequel with Patty Duke. <laughs> did they really? Yeah, it's... Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. It's, it's, it's from the 70s? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it was around that time. And it was like a TV, TV made-for-TV movie. And it was just... It's oh. almost unwatchable. But... Uh, <laughs> so, Gross. Sequel, bad sequels have already have always been with us, and I think it's it's you don't th- here you don't think about Rosemary's Baby having a sequel, but and I did actually like the Son of Rosemary the book sequel that Ira Levin wrote, so I th- actually yeah, that was kind of fun. But so yeah, I'm I'm a Rosemary's Baby fan. Um, I think it's kind of that nice slow burn uh, thriller. Yeah, good call, and it's it's Roman Polanski. Yeah, yeah. So it's already. <laughs> shrouded with some <laughs> right horror, no but but yeah it certainly is a classic uh it is a landmark film and what they did you know in 1968 um, yeah. in the 60s i picked amityville horror for my first slot um get there's out. get out <laughs> every time it, there's a lot of flies in a certain area not in my place i'm pretty yeah. clean but if you're ever like outdoors or at a barn or something and you see the flies i always think of the scene with the flies and it's it's a little trippy but don't you agree amityville horror is one of those movies it, it certainly has become a bloated franchise with like 30 sequels and ridiculous but people i feel like a lot of people confuse the origin story it's um you know the there, there were real murders in that house which have nothing to do with the the the, the movie but the defeo um, ron defeo you know it really happened and it sort of took on a life of its own with uh urban legends and folklore that I feel like the movie lives up to the hype. You know, the the original one from '79 with um, James yeah. Bolan. It's yeah. just it's a it's a great horror film. 
I, I still like it. People kind of give it crap and stuff like that. So, but I, I, I was nine when it came out. So I remember I was, it was, and that was still a time like this is all real. And and the book had the house layout. I remember reading the book, and 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 at that time I thought everything was real, you know. And so it just made it kind of creepy. And the book had actual pictures of the real people. And so it was like you know, and so yeah, it, t- it felt totally real for me. Um, I think the movie still works. There's pieces of it. Um, uh, I think still work well uh, when the the real estate lady uh, is showing the uh, the house, and it like freezes. And it's uh, framed for like a couple seconds, and it goes right into the the killings and stuff like that. I think that still works. I do too. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's good editing. It works. You believe James Brolin and Margot uh, Kidder is you know great in that. <laughs> and, and you all, you also um, I I feel it's maybe the most unintentionally funny horror movie ever with some just some of the lines that that uh, James Brolin says. You know, like when he's trying to pay the caterer. Uh, uh, checks don't bounce. Uh, cash doesn't bounce. Uh, checks bounce. Cash is cash. And James Bolt looks at him and goes, now I'm going to write you a check. <laughs> You're going to be eating your own damn birthday cake or something. <laughs> I feel like James Brolin wasn't acting either. I think. That's yeah, yeah. I don't like lectures, and I don't like being harassed in the men's room. <laughs> but it is a good movie, and the the Get Out. I feel like you need to digitally wire in your basement, in your cave, so that it happens when somebody opens the door. Uh, but yeah, no, and obviously the the theme, the the soundtrack is killer. Oh, of course, the creepiest. Um, okay. And a missed opportunity for the remake that they didn't reuse that theme at least because I'm like it would have just fucked up, you know, like it would have made it better. But uh, I do, uh, I do question. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anybody in the '70s had Ryan Reynolds' body in the 2000s. No, definitely not. No, nope. You were either a bodybuilder or like your face looked good. That yeah. was it. The Amityville Horror theme is one that goes. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, that one yes um but yeah we recommend recommend uh the amityville horror it is a good film i don't recommend the sequel with burt young from rocky <laughs> fame it's a it's like the sequel is like a dirty film you know yeah, he's like it's, uh, the child molester it is uh and verges into exorcist and it the second film is almost more horrific uh, in a number of ways, yeah, between yeah, the exorcism and uh, incest and like all sorts of things. It's just it's kind of a nasty movie. And then the yeah. third one is just woof. Like <laughs> yeah, and then they get into the dollhouse. They can't yeah. And then like you said, it, it obviously it's blown up into somebody just contacted me about wanting to be a supporter of the Amityville shark or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? So anybody the, the thing with Amityville is like it's not that the word Amityville is not owned really. So it right. could be you could just do Amityville Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm sure they will. I was I was not far from Amityville in Long Island this weekend, oh, but yeah. I just didn't have the, the time to like make that trek. But yeah. um, I hear the house looks nothing like it does in the movie anymore. It doesn't. I know the neighbors are pretty nasty to people. Pretty nasty. Um, what do you have for your uh, other suggestions, Seth? Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and I'm including the 56 and the 78 version because I think they're they're both... Pretty classic and both considered vintage at this point. I agree. Yeah. Uh, which one do you like better if you had to pick? Probably the '78 because that's the yeah. I, that's the one I saw first, and um, it's still the modern version to me. And obviously, right. this has been 
this has been remade or sequelized. <laughs> yeah, the scream is great. Um, it's creepy. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Um, and I probably I, I take this all probably like ABC Sunday night at the movies is where I saw all these things. I was like horrified. You know, I couldn't sleep. You know, Monday I was at school. I was probably a wreck. But but yeah. but both work out. Uh, visited both uh, locations. Um, so you have. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of San Francisco in the 78 version and then a lot of Sierra Madre and uh, the, the 56 version. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They're both great. Um, I'm partial to the 78 one, but I still think the both movies are great. And they, the, it's still one of the most terrifying concepts where they could be right next to you and you yep. really wouldn't know. And it's that's the creepiest thing of them all. You know, you're, it's what you don't you. see. Yep. You're not you. And what do you Go got next on your to bed? <laughs> That's body snatchers. Did I, did I? So I've been watching. Meg Tilly has her own YouTube channel. <laughs> oh really? It's probably and great, it's, right? She's endearing in a sort of way, and uh, she she yeah. was talking about body snatchers, and she she said that she actually wrote all that dialogue. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere. Really? Yeah, she said that they just kind of let her do her thing, and so. And she it's talked the most about iconic this, line in the movie. I know, and I'm like, "Well, good for you, Megan." She talked about the scream uh, that she did, and yeah, so it was great. It's she's been interesting to watch that she's, uh, um, and uh, there's been a couple episodes where Jennifer Tilly joins her, and it is loony nonstop oh, yeah. between the, the the Tilly sisters. But yeah, like Zsa Zsa and Ava Gabor. Yeah, it's just been, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's something about her though. But it's it's been nice to to see her talking. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, I have a movie next that hasn't aged at all and is perfect with the ending and the budges. Children of the Corn. You know, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I enjoyed the short story from Stephen King. And as a kid, I've heard lots of folklore about this. Like, you know, some adults in my family be like, oh, Children of the Corn, Matthew. It's like Children of the Corn. You know, the Pennsylvania cornfield thing allured me. Um, but uh, it has its flaws, certainly. It has a lot of them, but... This is always my go-to every Halloween season. I always kick it off with this. I don't know why, but um, it, has a, it has a place in my heart. But don't you feel people should watch this at least once? Because it has some really good scenes, and there's nothing creepier than kids in the corn taking over adults. Yeah. Despite um, its flaws. It, it works for its time. Uh, was, it 19, was it 1984 in yeah. uh, Nebraska cornfields? Uh, <laughs> yes. Gatlin. Um, he yeah. comes for you, Robert. Um, yeah, and it was also remade, and it was whole oh, horrible. I could barely get through it. I don't know if I actually finished it, but yeah, you you can't um, you can't do a between cell phones and all sorts of other stuff. Like you can't have a mystery town anymore, or or no, do it anyway. But but yeah, it works. And I mean, I think about it, I would drive through cornfields on my way home. <laughs> I love that you do that, and you alluded, you've mentioned that before. And one of our first shows, if not our first YouTube video that we did, which Robert hasn't seen, um, was about Children of the Corn. We talked about this, and we yeah. talked about implausible ability, how that wouldn't happen today, where you'd realize somebody didn't file a tax return or answer a phone yeah. call back. But I, I always wonder, Robert, if after a good day, you look out in the fields and go, the corn is pleased. The corn is pleased. No? You know. I never even think about it. Every <laughs> once in a while, I think because I, I think probably of you. I'm like, oh, corn. You know, for some people, this would be a, a f interesting thing to drive through. You know, I love field. it. I, I I drove through corn the other day with my mom in Pennsylvania, and I was like, oh wow, look at all the corn. And they live 
surrounded by corn and they were like yeah it's yeah there it is high. i'm like it's so exciting i was like i want to film like a, a sketch about signs or children of the corn like matthew we're gonna be late for the airport i'm like yeah corn um you take it for granted robert yeah like, and cool. my, my mom grew up on a farm and and there's like sayings and stuff she i think she was saying i can't remember what they were like you know you at different lengths or it's uh knee high by the fourth of july yeah, and the what's the elephant's eye by something I can't remember, but Ooh. there's another one. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, all the all these things that farm people know. But anyway, but yeah, check it out as great soundtrack as well. It does indeed. Uh, we both agreed on um, not that we both agreed, but we probably agree on most. But the next one we both selected Carrie. Yes, this is, of course the 2004 miniseries. <laughs> but, no, <I'm> <laughs> how how classic. You, have you ever met someone that that hasn't seen Carrie? I mean, aside from somebody yes. that would never watch that kind of well, movie. Yeah, people. I mean, I mean, now it's far enough away. People have not seen it, or people know about it and think they maybe have seen it, or feel like they don't need to because they're like, oh, you know, pig's blood at the prom and stuff like that. That's all they need to know. Right. Kind of like Psycho. People are like, yeah, I know it's. I don't need to see it. But yes, you do. Yeah. But it's a great film, Carrie. Steve. This is Steve. I think Carrie was Stephen King's first book if not his first published one like yes as as stephen king uh, obviously he wrote Mm -hmm. some stories and stuff before and then first movie based on a book and this obviously began to push him through the stratosphere yeah and it's a great film um we've talked about carrie i think on the very first show we've done yes can't say enough good things about it so i'll insert for editing the first carrie show here so people have an hour and 20 minutes of (laughs) carrie and then so the show's four hours long no i'm kidding (laughs) Just yeah, every time we just branch off into a different show. Um, next, uh, Robert has Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four. You know the original because it was a it was a little bit of a game changer that uh, slasher mm-hmm. movies had hit their peak pretty quickly in the early eighties, and uh, Wes Craven kind of did another little reinvention. So I wanted to make sure I included that here as a a classic. It is a classic, and I have House on Haunted Hill, the nineteen fifty nine one. Um, this is like. The It's a Wonderful Life of Halloween. It's an old movie. You watch it. It's always it still delivers. It was filmed in that famous house that you've been to. The Karate Kid Part Silver's Three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, better known as yeah as the Karate Kid Part Three Mansion. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they do tours in L.A. and they go, "This is where the house in Haunted Hill was." What? Oh, Terry Silver's house. Like, oh, that makes sense. Terry yeah, I could just be really rude. I could just glue a Karate Kid Three plaque right to the house. <laughs> <laughs> home of terry silver Credit terry silver terry. yeah <laughs> but still a good movie we both have the yeah. thing 1982 this is a jumpy film it gives you a lot of jump scares it has some cool special effects this is john carpenter's uh masterpiece masterpiece uh, underrated that obviously at the time it was a failure considered a failure um, no. but and actually i actually have a thing poster now up in my bedroom it's that lenticular poster that was just released a couple months ago that i thought oh, cool. match matched my bedroom well oh yeah no the thing's a great movie uh, uh, underrated for sure wouldn't you agree uh it is i think obviously now everybody kind of sings its praises um and actually yeah. i'm a fan of the thing prequel as well um yeah and actually, i liked it too yeah i actually do like the original the thing from another world um there's yeah. moments in that where i can see carpenter getting inspiration for halloween he's a toaster <laughs> <laughs> it is cool though. it is but, a good movie. yeah 
Um, I feel like I was thinking about this the other day. The thing, the prequel, the Norwegian, uh, you know, research team. It, we talked about alien versus predator, um, predators, uh, or aliens versus predator. predator. Was um, so whoever wrote that was obviously a big fan of the thing because with the snow and the Arctic, and if you remember at the end, there's like the abandoned equipment. Mm-hmm. Somebody was probably like, "Yeah, I'm writing alien versus predators." Uh, I had a couple of drinks last night and I watched the thing, so I got some ideas at today's pitch meeting. I want to throw out there. Because there's a lot of like cues subtly that they they put do, in. and they realize so like this is where people like the interpretation of like here's why I think the thing was successful, and I'm like, well, no, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, we're gonna turn off alien versus predators and watch the thing. Yeah, um, but next we have uh, Robert selected Poltergeist, and I selected The Shining. Yes, so uh, Poltergeist, I that I still I still love watching that at least kind of once or. Uh, a year or every other year and uh, I have good memories of that so uh, it still holds up for me now, a lot of things, I look mm-hmm. at all these, these all have great soundtracks, you know, and memorable, yes. memorable soundtracks, so um, Poltergeist is one of those as well I think every yeah, every uh, film on this list, um, my final one is The Fog, which we've talked about before to, it's another great John Carpenter film uh, they all have iconic theme songs, they're all great Absolutely. So they, Shining is great too. Shining uh, is great too. Yeah. How I, uh, often do you watch The Shining? Are you like a an annual viewer? Well, by by chance, the last two or three times I've seen it, but actually been on the big screen or a a screen. Oh, so yeah. I, I saw it uh, at the Alamo, and then I saw it at the Shining Hotel in uh, Oregon, where they shot the exteriors. So. Um, oh, cool. Oh, I think that's that was right. the last time I actually saw it. You know, and it is, if you can see it, go sit in a theater with an audience, it is a different experience. Um, I, I'm one of those believe that the shy, I, uh, a lot of Stanley Kubrick, I always see a little bit of something every time I watch it. Um, but uh, seeing it with an audience is, there. there's some just laugh out loud funny moments that I did. When you're watching, I, whenever I watched it before, it's, yes. it's, you're just watching it. Uh, in right. an audience, people were howling at different parts. So it's weird the way it changes when you see it. Always, yeah. Whenever there's a live audience, yeah, there's certain things that people laugh at that you're thinking, I never picked that up before. You I know, think it was funny. Yeah, I never thought it was funny, and you did. You clever bastards. Yeah, um, but it is cool. The Shining. I, I respect The Shining. I watch it. You know, maybe maybe once a year, if not at least every other two years. But I did watch it recently. Um, and yeah, I picked up on a few things I didn't before and I just think it's a, you know, it's one of the few films that actually scare me. I don't really get scared easily, yeah. but that, that brings them out. It that and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, well, just no, no, so. I've never seen it, but. So you uh, also have The Fog, also the fog, 1980 too. and John Carpenter's follow up to Halloween. So another great soundtrack, another, yeah. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis talks about how she couldn't get a job, but. <laughs> After Halloween, but he hired her for this, and oh, and really? Her iconic mother, Jan- Janet Lee. Yeah, Adrian Barbo. Right, yeah, she's in yeah, there. Yeah. Yes, indeed, Henry. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, it's I, I like the um, the fog. I like uh, I like the, the the location that it's in, like the sea, yeah. the coastal town in California, up north. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's a creepy story. Anything with like the lighthouses and the dead you know sailors and stuff uh it's a it's a good movie with stevie wayne stevie <laughs> <laughs> I, i've seen the remake too do you remember that oh wasn't that bad this is here, here's the thing i'm looking at this list and, and all the remakes 
the Poltergeist remake, um, the, Shining, the Shining, I mean, the Elm Street, like all these remakes of these movies have pretty much been awful. And the fog is probably the worst just for being completely mm. unmemorable, you know? Complete, I don't think I remember a single scene in it. And I've, I've seen it and given it my attention. Like in the last 10 years, it was just, it wasn't good. You, we try, you try, but yeah, it's not even worth it. So hopefully John got a good paycheck out of that. Hopefully, yeah. He deserves it. Uh, and those are our uh, Halloween picks for this week. Next week we'll get into uh, some uh, slash and gore films. Yes. Uh, which, we'll, which you have some great ones on there. Um, but we're going to jump now. Uh, jump into now. Do they still hold up? These are the highest grossing films of 2005. The Inbox Office Mojo. Yay. Uh, yay. Here we go. I can't wait. But I gotta say, I've seen most of the films on this list, and I, it 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 kind of stayed side by side with 2004. I don't think it improved that much. No, there's a few more that I like, but um, but yeah, nothing like yeah. What an outstanding year! No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know if we're gonna have that again. Uh, maybe later down the road, but right now, it's like, yeah, there there's no really, you know, that was a great year for movies, and like, no, not really. But, no, that ended in the 80s. Yes. You know? <laughs> I, Robert is never holding up a glass of wine and going, 2005, 2005, <laughs> oh, how thy treasure, 2005. You know, it's just not a good, it wasn't a good year. It's not. Um, so. But number one, we have Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. Yes. I saw this in the theater. Um, and it, 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 the thing is, it became marginally better than the previous one. You know, they all kind of got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess not surprised that it was, you know, the top... It these things are hotel watchable, you know, because they're like, yeah. oh, you know what's going to happen. You don't really care about the characters, and um, th- there's th- there's awfulness mostly, and the the love story is always the worst part of the the forced love stories. Like, but I'm so in, I'm so in love with you. <laughs> oh. oh, it hurts! It yes. literally hurts. <laughs> it hurts the loins. It hurts the brain. Like yeah. I just, uh, it's so cringy. I, I will give episode three credit, though. I th- it has, in my opinion, the coolest scene, obviously, in any Star Wars, and that's when Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Uh, you know, visually, well, I'm, I'm talking about. All right. Uh, you see him complete. put the mask on, and the. But then he ruins it by going. I, sounds like but, a. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you literally, you can, like, all right, I'm, I, I'm back in. And they're like, literally, they just pull the chair out from under you. like, all right, let, let's go. That's before we let's Spider Man three this. <laughs> and, and and you know when when they made that too, um, the PAs and like you know people on the set were telling uh, George Lucas like don't uh, actually it was, I think it was post production was telling George Lucas like don't you know let's not put this no in there it's like it it doesn't look good and he was very like insistent like that was all George Lucas like insisting that had to be in there. <laughs> so who knows? How else um, are we supposed to know what he was thinking? Unless we just say it. Just say it. <laughs> The only time I visit the prequels is if I'm in a Star Wars mood where I'm going to, like, you know what? I'm going to watch them all in order again. Uh, once every few years, I'll, like, watch this movie, and then I I kick myself for watching it again. But what I, am I going to learn, Robert? Yeah, I don't know. I used to use the Phantom Menace as NyQuil. You know, like, if I can't, <laughs> if I can't sleep, that'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, oh, gosh. So it does not hold up. Uh, correct, yeah. Right. Uh, that's funny. The Nyquil, Robert. You need a Nyquil. You're, you're, yeah. Now, yeah. Phantom Menace uh, is on. Oh, okay, don't give him a Nyquil. 
I'm going to just. That's dangerous. Yeah, I'm just going to put on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> F- Phantom Menace will do it every time. Every time. Are you an angel? Um, <laughs> come on. Come on. Anyway. Uh, what's number two? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. So <laughs> this could be the second one or the fifth one. I don't know. But <laughs> I feel like the next, the last three shows and the next three shows, they're all number ones and twos are Harry Potter and the, the Azkaban the of Phoenix yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so they all run together. They're all the ones. So uh, no, this didn't hold. I mean, I don't know which one it is. So, but I'll just say no. No, <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I yield to you. Uh, I'll I'll say no for you as well. Oh, thank you. And number three, we have uh, no, no. Lightning doesn't strike two places in the same. <laughs> oh, it just struck in the same place. <laughs> Dakota screaming like, "Shut her up!" Um, so we're talking about War of the Worlds, the mm-hmm. remake or one of mm-hmm. the remakes. Yeah. Um, and this is the the Tom Cruise Cruise version. So that uh, per his contract, we have a lot of running, tons of running. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he does. Um, especially to put on a suit and then run in a suit, just I, I know with a briefcase suit. behind yeah. them. So uh, is it Jersey? Is it, I can't remember. It is. It is Bayonne, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so the begin. It's one of those things. The beginning starts pretty strong and interesting, and then it goes down. I think once we start getting into the basement, with Tim Robbins are like the movie's gone and it never it's recovers done. after that. Yeah. And there's some weird aesthetics you know when it comes out and everything's blood red. like it was like this is getting into almost kind of italian horror uh it color did. schematics and stuff like that but um it, so overall then it, it doesn't hold up in the end there is a scene where um and ashton kutcher brought this up too which i thought was funny but there is a scene where you know the aliens the like cherry picker ones are picking up all the people and throwing them into the machine to be eaten yeah. and then they pick up tom cruise and then people stop and try to save him <laughs> But they don't save anybody else, and it's because it's Tom Cruise. But there's yes. no reason that in that setting <laughs> they would try to save this guy. But because it's him, they're now pulling him down. And you're like, why yeah. would they do that? No. Um, Jer- Jersey people, huh? No. Jersey people. <laughs> I, I'm going to give a quick personal shout out to my my uncle Pete. I just I met him in Jersey the other day, and we had lunch, and we talked about this movie. He met Tom Cruise and Spielberg on the set. He was yeah. in uh, a priest in. Um, Bayonne, where they filmed this, and and I know he's seen this, so just a shout out to him. Thanks for listening. He's a new listener. Maybe maybe they will not be a listening anymore after this list. But <laughs> he's like, um, that's the greatest movie ever. That's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> um, you know, I I own War of the Worlds. I watch this every few years, and then I wonder why I watch it every few years. Um, I do like Tim Robbins' character though. Is the yeah. you know you know how he's kind of like this is a this is an extinction. He's that crazy guy. Yeah. You didn't like I him. Know. I don't know. And then Robbie disappearing. Like, is he dead? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob, and then, right. Like, kind of like the Chewbacca in the last I Star Wars. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't. And then, and then in Boston, everything's fine at the end. Uh. <laughs> that was the Children of the Corn ending. They're like, uh, we we have to start. You know, uh, the, Stevens next. We got to start shooting War Horse. So let's. Um, yeah wrap this up and isn't robbie there at the end too like how did mm-hmm. he get there like it's like robbie they're, beach are here like <laughs> they're all there and they're, and they're just sick they caught the virus yeah he's fine yeah he's fine so it does not hold up war of the worlds yeah um what do we have <laughs> for the lion the witch and the wardrobe they were really trying to make this a franchise and it just mm. failed out of the gate they did they, they there were some serious lord of the rings ambitious like 
mm-hmm. things going on with this. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work. Obviously, it the uh, it works better. Obviously, as a book, you know that was it's always been a uh, a book that a lot of kids love and and animated version. Animated probably work better because you, when you do these fantastical things, animation just works um, mm-hmm. as opposed to the kind of the pseudo CGI reality that they they they, always, that, that they were trying to do at this time. So um, yeah. the thing is, like, just, none of it was magical. You know, you were the the part about. This was like supposed to be an extraordinary, you know, just step into your closet and you're in a different world. And they kind of right. missed that mass missed out on that. Yeah, they they missed the, uh, you know, the mystery behind it and the magic. Yeah. Um, and I went into this with high expectations. I enjoyed the, I guess it was from the 80s. They had that the 80s movie of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a Disney Channel thing. I watched it as a kid. It's probably terrible. But I went in there really wanting to enjoy this. And it just, what you said, it felt like this bloated, rushed thing. And I remember I was just, I just wanted it to be over and I was, I went with this girl to the movies to see it. And I just said, is this a true story? Um, and she goes, I, I don't, I don't think so. And I was like, there's a talking beaver on the screen. Like, it's not a true story. Like I'm just trying to like make a joke. Like it was a bad experience, but, um, this is that is your not movie, movie test for somebody. You're like, yeah, we're not, this is, it is, it is. It's, it's, you're uh, gonna have yeah, to find your own story? right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, we're not telling I, I real, to, I, yeah, I used to have movie tests where people like, how do you feel about Boogie Nights? And depending on the answer, it's like, yeah, I guess we're not going to be friends, but take care. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the movie litmus test is real. Yeah. You know, if somebody does not like a movie that you love, it's it's not going to work. This is they need problem. to lie about it at that point. Yeah, at this and, point. Oh, it's you great. Faith, then, yeah, so. yeah. So we're going to say no to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No. And whatever the next one is called. But. And number five is The Wedding Crash, is Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Um, it, it was amusing at the time, but, and I don't know if I, because I've aged, it's just not, it, it's not as endearing as some other comedy, you know, like old school and you're like, yeah, that's kind of still watchable and the, the yeah. and stuff like this. This is now just seems inappropriate. <laughs> it's yeah, it's inappropriate. And I, they're doing a sequel apparently, which I, oh. I don't know how they would make that today. Get, their kids? What's going on? <laughs> given their age alone. I mean, yeah. I don't know how they would do that. It, it, it's probably going to be. Well, that's, that's I'm just speculating. It's probably gonna be them as a married couple, like crashing something. I don't know, no, but like their kids uh, are getting married. Ah. <laughs> I'm only 18. <laughs> well, I'm 21. As it's like two falls off. Yeah, but um, they have this to get the I, advertising account. They're gonna get the advertising account. I feel like the dialogue in this holds up. It is there is some witty, quick banter that is funny and entertaining. And Bradley Cooper's in it. Uh, very different Bradley Cooper than today's Bradley Cooper. Um, but yeah, the the whole backdrop of lying to have sex with women, uh, I would not would not be made today. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, number six. Uh, what do we have? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> not to be confused with Willy Wonka. And the Wonka and the Chocolate. So this is the the Johnny Depp spectacle. I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. If you want to give it that much credit, give it that. Um, uh, so I, I saw this in the theater mm-hmm. um, because, uh, you know, because I'm like, well, let me see what they're going to do with it. And theoretically, on paper, it should just kind of be like, all right, this might be a good fit um, to have yeah. uh, Tim Burton, um, his version, because that's kind of his world. I'm like, OK, this this kind of fits. But it just got lost a little bit. So I yeah. do, I do love Missy Pyle in this movie though. So she, oh, yeah, she's great. Uh, the, um, I think this is one of 
first films I kind of remember her, or she's obviously been in other films, but she just has those big eyes and she would smile and her smile would melt. Yeah. She turned to people. I just, that was my favorite moments. No, she's great in that. I think yeah. we actually mentioned that before. Um, this does not hold up for me. I can't add anything more to the, what you just said. It had all the elements that Johnny Depp and Tim Burton in that, you know, kooky kind of colorful world. And I just, yeah, I, they, they kind of lost me early on too with like the Oompa Loompas mm. and the songs where they just had like, it, it just looked like bad CGI where there's like thousands and you can see ones every two <laughs> rows doing the same thing. And it, like, it just, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, they were like scary in this kind of, yeah. Uh, does now, not hold up for me. I think I might have talked about this before, but since we're on the topic, I want to plug the Corridor Crew, who for the original Willy Wonka, they did the uh, oh yeah R-rated version that I, yep. I, I always push that for people to check out. So take yeah, a look. I I think that was the best one that I've seen. <laughs> I think you turned me on to that. Yeah, they, it yeah. was fun. So it was good. But Charlie and the Chocolate Factory does not hold up. No. Uh, number seven is Batman Begins. This was the Batman Begins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this I think this is one of the um, best ones in the um, franchise, if not the best one. It still holds up for me. I I didn't care for it at the time, and I, I still don't. I think uh, one, if you're gonna be Batman, you need to have a good lower jaw, and I don't I don't like I don't like the way Christian Bale looks uh, with his the cowl on and stuff like that. Um, you're not you're not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the the voice. I don't know what he's doing. I can't even do it. Uh, <laughs> when he's Batman, the voice. The Batman voice, yeah. yeah. Um, You're gonna the, love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. What I did like is, um, yeah, he's he seemed very Patrick Bateman in this. Uh, Speaking of, of American Psycho. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I saw a little difference between uh, him, uh, his, his characters there, but um, yeah. But I did like kind of the, with the earlier scenes. I'm always amazed. I'm like, oh, they make him look really young. I don't know how they did that. So. I felt like this was kind of pre-de-aging CGI. True, they did a good job. Yeah, he he was pulling off a Leonardo DiCaprio kind of thing, where he's playing different, you know, ages it, it, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it might be the whole Liam Neeson thing that turns me off because I'm like, all right, he's yeah, not my favorite. What's not my favorite. Twist? I wonder what the twist will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do so. like Cillian Murphy though. Um. As Scarecrow, I you don't like him. I have issues. You don't like him in this. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like him in general. Like he always kind of creeps me out a little bit. Yeah, he creeps. I, like I can't. I don't mean like watching him. Like Red Eye, I was watching. I was like, I, just, I don't know. I want to see him. Yeah, he is creepy. But even in roles where he's not a creeper, um, yeah. he creeps you out. Yeah, Tron you know, Legacy. He's like a creeper. <laughs> What's that? Tron Legacy. <laughs> Tron Legacy. <laughs> Uh, so Batman Begins, we're kind of split on that one. Yeah, um, you, so. can have, you can have it. All right, uh, you can have it. Number eight is Madagascar. Um, seen it once, don't remember it much. See, Madagascar, Madagascar 2, Rio, they all blend together. I'm not a good post-2000 gauge of what children's movies are what, to be honest. Yeah, so. and I didn't even see it, I don't think so. Not made no? for us, so I'm sure we'll leave that to the kiddos or kiddos of that era to see if it still holds up. You know, some kids are listening to this show and <laughs> going to hear us and talk about Shark Tale. They're going to think we're the worst people in the world. Uh, but then again, your parents are the worst people if you're listening to this show. You know, I was at a... Um, 
uh, we have a nonprofit hero called Omaha Girls Rock, and they had different uh, girls performing and either music or whatever. And one was doing stand-up comedy, and she was talking about oh, two cool. animated movies that I never, I don't even recall, and how one is worse than the other. And people, kids are laughing, and I'm like, I, I, these jokes <laughs> are well beyond me. So, who you're knows? Like, you try to kind of catch up. Like, what's yeah, going I, was on? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. All right, number nine. Number nine. You have not seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Have not seen it, sir. I'm, I'm I'm yielding to you. So this was the Brad and Angelina. I'm not sure if they met on this movie, but this is the one where goodbye Jennifer Aniston. Uh, <laughs> I think this was actually. Yeah. This was like where they they kicked it off. Yeah. So um, I haven't watched it in a while. Um, I do have fond memories of it because I kind of like this was kind of the still post Charlie's Angels, uh, kind of over the top, uh, acrobatic gunfire and everything like that so i i enjoyed it so it's a fun movie yeah and if you're listening um we're just going through some shots that robert has on his blog uh which of course is movie locations and more dot blogspot.com mr and mrs smith this is a house in the smith house is in pasadena surprise everything's in no, it, it looks like it a really pasadena is house. yeah but um i oh, i'm not Cain that... palin sign oh. oh um i have not uh, updated that page obviously it's a lot okay. of work, but yeah, but it I, is a it lot. Was, it was Halloween, you can tell. Oh, you do a good job with these. Yeah. Um, I would think it would be funny if there was a picture next of the smashed pumpkin after you left, and you're like, "Well, they were Republican, and I smashed <laughs> it." Not that you would do well, that, but well, yeah. Obviously, you can see. I can't see what signs. Obviously, this was pre-Trump era, but yeah, I've, it's, it's I, I have pixel, I have uh, oh, good call. Uh, I have pixelated other political signs out of certain locations of course yeah. as you do um but yeah so mr and mrs smith uh does that still hold up for you it does i think i, I need to give a rewatch but i'll definitely watch it okay i'll have to give it a watch too right after i find galaxy quest yes fine yeah that goes to the top that's that's the top and number 10 is hitch this is will smith yes 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 <laughs> yes we're the set jetters, and we have all the facts. Hitch is, um, see, I get this mixed up with the superhero movie. Um, yeah, but this, this is, is the not, one where he's like dating, right? Yeah, so this is the non superhero movie, and this is the one I have not seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is with Eva Mendes. This is a rom com. Yeah, yeah. Um, does not hold up. I've only seen it once. I, I wasn't a big fan at the time, I felt like he was trying to do something different than the typical action movies he, do, he does, and it, it wasn't. You know, I, I wasn't really believing it. No. So Hancock is the one. That's it. We were thinking yeah. of, but yeah. it's it seems like the same, and like he just needs to choose better movie titles. So come on, Will. Right. <laughs> come on, yeah. right. Yeah. Come on, Will. So, um, so those are the top ten uh, highest grossing films of two thousand five. So overall, um, kind uh, of a weak list. Weak. Yeah, still weak. So we got we got still some weak. more uh, decent honorable mentions, but there's some pretty weak ones in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honorable mentions. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. What do we have at number one? Uh, the longest movie ever, oh. uh, King Kong, the Peter Jackson version. So long. The, the first half of the film where they go to Skull Island is yeah. like an hour and a half itself. Like that, it, that could be a movie alone. It is characters running through green screens, trying to find <laughs> their way, battling. They don't even have shadows. You know, come on. <laughs> right. And Peter Jackson made a killing with. Uh, so much money for the studio for Lord of the Rings that he could do whatever he want, wanted he at the time. And this that's is, it. This just shows you 
what you get if you can do whatever you want. You do you, King Kong or you do Psycho 1998. This is, this is what you get. <laughs> this is what you get. You get King Kong in New Zealand. <laughs> now, I will say the uh, it was a fresh take on King Kong. The 76 one's still my favorite. but I love that one. It, it, yeah, it was cool to see some kind of the effect. You do like the 76 one, right? Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do. Get, it's not as good as the one King Kong with the big um, syringe or whatever that you were talking King about. King Kong lives. <laughs> right. What was it? Wasn't it like a big? Yeah, but it was a big, you know, a Jarvis Hart they replaced. So, you know what? They really should. Peter Jackson should make King Kong lives because. Yes. Why? I would, lo- I would see what he would do with King Kong lives. I would I would I would enjoy paying money for yeah. that. Oh, yeah, I would see. But I will say, that, yeah, King Kong. Um, it was kind of refreshing to see some of the. Uh, you know, 1930s planes, like CGI, like and and this the city skyline and, and that kind of setting. But it was just such a bloated movie all over. Uh, it was just too much and and so much green screen. It was, it was like overkill. Yeah, not no heart. Yeah, there's nothing to it. And I was just like, I, I remember I was so excited to see it. Like this is gonna be good. And I think in your first hour, you're like, yeah, I'm. Should we should we go now? I don't know. But. <laughs> Is this going to start soon? Yes. Two hours in. Let's leave. <laughs> It'd be like the Friday the 13th remake for an hour in. They Then they put King Kong. Like, <laughs> now we're ready to start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like when they do that. Like, an hour in, if they show the title, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm, uh, I was walking out, but yeah, you reminded I me. I guess so. is that the end credit? Anyway. So, so that's no, it. No, no. That does, does not hold up. Yeah. Uh, what do we have next? Fantastic Four, one of the versions. So this is... Chris Evans before he well, obviously he was Chris Evans at at the time, but but uh, before before they were still kind of figuring all the kind of superhero out and stuff like that. So Jessica Alba is probably people know her best for this. Michael Chiklis, um, I thought made a pretty good whatever that character's name in the Rock character, but yeah, yeah, and he I, I like him in everything, and I feel like he did a great voice for this, and um, I believe you know like he's I'm a little biased towards him, but he's he's good. Yeah. But the movie is like, eh, you know, no. Yeah, it's it's not that great. This was the first one, right? Yes. Well, they 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 there there's been others, uh, but yeah, this is the first bigger budget one. Right. Okay. Um, does not hold up. No. Number three, we have Meet the Fockers. I believe this is the sequel to Meet the Yeah. Parents. Yeah, I think this might actually be a 2004 film, but maybe it came out in, at the end of this the the year or something like that okay but uh no i mean nobody's like oh do you want to put down meet the fockers uh no hey what do you want to do tonight um meet the fockers yeah i brought over a copy yeah Yeah, i got one too i've been wanting to see that i haven't seen it in weeks Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen that in weeks uh so no no nobody's fun yeah so you know and 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 barbara streisand and and dustin hoffman are in it and they could do something funny on their own that would be watchable but like piggybacking them in off the success of meet the parents and with de niro and with ben stiller there was like there was too many moving parts that they thrown in there and it just it just didn't feel right and it felt rushed and it felt clunky yeah and i think i can't remember is this one or the first one they share the same house as the doyle house and uh rob zombies halloween the yes in pasadena yeah i remember when they were filming that movie um in that area at that time gotcha no i don't i didn't live here at the time they were filming so you're just making all this up you're just making no 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 
they were filming the little fuckers. There was something to do oh, okay. with that connection, but in gotcha. Pasadena. But gotcha. um, but yeah, that this certainly does not hold up, right? No, no, no. Uh, next on the list, we have a treat: forty-year-old virgin. Um, and we're going to show you a page. I believe there's some Encino shots in here, but we're going to pull this up. You may be right. I don't even remember going to these locations. So, uh, but as, as a whole, yeah, I don't. Um, or it was Good early on into my my set jetting, so the the the, the shots okay. probably don't even line up. But um, but yeah. So I remember at the time. I mean, this was a hilarious kind of verging on kind of raunchy movie. Um, yeah. but um, I remember I've been switching channels before and i'll watch a little bit of it and like oh it's not it's not a pleasant movie to watch if that makes sense no no it's It's, not yeah it's a little painful it's like so the humor it's it's one time it's mean yeah right yeah it kind of is but and you see some early uh you know seth rogan and some kind of early people in small roles that of course in a matter of a year or two they got their lead roles in similar type films yeah yeah i agree and also a lot of the humor too it's uh in addition to being like mean-spirited not that that's a game changer for me or anything but um it's just very uh like topical of the times they don't they didn't age well 2005 humor a lot of the things you'd say just they're not that funny today to me and i i felt like that hurt i did watch this maybe two years ago and felt the same thing i was like yeah it's it was okay when it came out. I had a few chuckles, but I wasn't, you know, clamoring to see this. Yeah. But you did some good shots here. Um, this was uh, uh, Andy's apartment. This is in, uh, oh, more Park Street, Studio City. Yeah, I feel like I drive by these apartments a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've seen these before, but I've also yeah. been to your page here, so I don't know. Yeah, so, and I remember, yeah, I made a visit to the, the house. I think the house might be gone. I can't remember. Yeah, it was oh, demolished. Okay. Yeah, so I remember... Uh, I went to revisit or something. I'm like, oh, but it's gone. Get it while you can. Get it while you can, folks. Yep. Yeah, Trisha's house from the 40-year-old virgin. It's gone. This is what I, I remember saying. Oh, this yeah, is in yeah. Encino. Yeah. So, uh, Smart tech yeah. is... <laughs> well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, well, Encino never changes, but yeah. It doesn't. If you want to be in Cobra yeah. Kai or Karate Kid, it still looks the same. Cedric Yarbrough. A couple actors. I remember I caught him on the phone when I was. He was Sunday. he was on the phone. Yeah, I mean this is a Sundance. I kind of he was on the phone. I bumped into him and took a quick picture. So, oh cool. But yeah, so. and then you took his phone and then you posted. And then I should have. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Right. He's better known for Reno Nine One One, which is still one of my favorite series. But it is that that was good. That was a funny yeah. show. But yeah, check out Robert's page set com. Robert, I must say, as always, you do great work. Thank you. You're the best. I often go to other set jetting pages in the comments. I go, you know what you're not? <laughs> Robert Patterson. And they go, well, what do you mean? That's mean-spirited. I go, I'm just going to crash I'm your site. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you do great. No, uh, right. Number five, what do we have? Uh, Saw 2, which Ooh. I actually, uh, this holds up for me. I really like it. Um, I think it mm-hmm. kind of took it to the, this is where the Saw became the Saw franchise. Um, and more of the sequels took the formula of this one rather than the first one. Um, but I liked it. I think more, I mean, when you think about Saw 2, you think about uh, Shawnee Smith being thrown into the needles. Yes, yes. And Donnie Wahlberg's in this one. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg's at his Boston best. Uh, <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I still I still like Saw 2. I like Saw 2 as well. Um, the first three I enjoyed. 
uh, I kind of the other ones kind of blend together. I, I couldn't really remember them. I'll have to revisit when we get there. But uh, yeah, Saw Two I, still I, holds up. I'm a Saw Two Three Four guy. You're a Saw. Okay, you're a Two Three Four guy. Yeah. Is Four the one with Angus McFadden? Uh, I don't know. No. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, um, I respect that you're a Two Three Four guy. Well, yeah. Well, well, when we get to those years, we'll we'll we'll, we'll jump into it. Uh, still holds up for us. Saw two. Yes. Number six, Crash by the Hack. Paul Haggis. <laughs> do, do you remember this film? Oh yes. So I think it's actually. I think it's. It is a 2005 film, but I think it was released in December 2004, so it could Ooh. be eligible for Oscars or something like that. You're absolutely right. Um, but it was. It didn't have wide release. I don't think until to the next year, and then um, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I I have issues. This is kind of when we start getting into some of these kind of a little bit of white savior movies and uh, kind of by the numbers and people like literally crashing. I, I don't know. It had a yeah. great cast. I mean, because you think yeah. you, you can't go wrong with, you know, Thandie Newton and um, uh, even Sandra Bullock and stuff like that. But I, I just didn't like the script. And yeah, right. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like uh, some of the character types arcs in there, like uh, the racist Matt Dillon, and they're they're great acting, but they're a little too on the stereotypical nose, you know, the yeah. cliche. And um, the fact that all these characters meet in there, it's like uh, it's I don't know. Um, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the performances. I'll watch this again, but it doesn't it doesn't hold up for. No, me. I agree. So no, no. Uh, what do we have next? Oh, I, this is one of my favorites, Munster in Law. And actually, I've been to all these locations. I just have not made a page for it. Oh, really? Uh, I know. And I actually, I even own some wardrobe from the film. So, is this uh, Jane Fonda? Yeah, this was kind of her return to acting after I can't remember how many years. And uh, Jennifer Lopez, which rarely yes. do I like a movie with Jennifer Lopez, but uh, no, this is but good. yeah, yeah. I think it was kind of, um, and I this was on actually in my hotel. Uh, I think when I was traveling, and so I watched pieces of it. And some some of the I mean. It, didn't quite hold up as well as I remember, but usually can't go wrong with Jane Fonda bantering and being uh, kind of a wicked mother. No, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen this in a few years, but I did see this when it came out and a few times thereafter. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I always liked Jane Fonda. I love her uh, character in this. And I'm with you on J-Lo. I'm not like a huge fan, but um, this is a good flick. This is funny. Yeah. yeah, so it worked. We still hold, it still holds up? Still holds up for us. Exorcism of Emily TV. Rose. Uh, I've not seen this in a while, so um, so I remember I liked it at the time, um, and then uh, was it Jennifer Carpenter who became more famous for Dexter in a couple of years as Dexter's sister? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, she, this is kind of known because it felt like almost a real. She felt like she was contorting her body in real life, as opposed to doing weird things that no human can do. And right, yeah, find. yeah, and good so point. I kind of like the re- semi realism of that. Um, so, but yeah, I need to, I need to revisit this and give it another shot. Me too. Uh, I've only seen this theatrically the one time and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was scared. It it did its job, but, um, I would say say it still holds up though. I would say so. I've only seen it once in 2005. (laughs) I'm like, go get it. Yeah. Some films will trash. I'm like, I've seen this 12 times and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I've seen this 47 times. I'm actually watching it on the screen next to me right now, but I don't recommend it. It's I awful. I don't recommend it. So, so. Yeah. Sometimes you do have films that you love to hate, so I will do that. Of course. 
Um, number nine is Sin City. This is a um, comic book kind of feel to it. This is uh, Bruce Willis and um, I have all the all the facts tonight. first. <laughs> You know, and this film worked at the time because it was uh, a little bit something we had not seen. It was that cross of a uh, uh, a little bit of a animation, and you know, like the the coloring and everything worked. But yeah. for me, it was kind of a one viewing was enough. I don't need to to see this again. It was like an avatar or something. You see it once for the visuals. That's it. Good enough. Yeah. Good but, enough. Yeah. So I'm with you. So, um, no, I would say no. Number ten is Amityville Horror. This is uh. The uh, the reboot, reimagining, whatever it is, with Ryan Reynolds. Um, yes. A lot of time, a lot of film, a lot of scenes on the boat outside, the boathouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, and they filmed this one in Illinois. They Like, like, come on. They couldn't even... Did they really? Yeah, yeah. So, And you know what? Like, come on. The house, you know what the house should look like. And that's why I'll give some of the worst sequels. Actually did did their best to kind of rebuild the house or yeah, make, those make eyes, those window yeah, eyes that's, were there. This, this one was kind of a weird and it was like, it was a monstrosity of a house and yeah. So no, yeah. uh, this, this one got a lot of criticism at the time because mm-hmm. uh, they, the, the actual family that was killed and the kids that were killed were ghosts in the movie. And like the little girl was grabbed, I think the babysitter's finger and put it into the bullet hole in her head so if a lot of, remember at the time people thought all right you're crossing the line here because this is a real girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> that yeah. died and stuff like that so which i can kind of get but then yeah no totally it but it wasn't part of the original story and you're now dabbling in like a real tragedy yeah for shameless you know uh exposure and also yeah the house to your point geographically speaking uh it, it was like a monstrosity visually it was it looked out of place yeah. from where it would have been so but you uh, got ryan reynolds apps and so that they're they're the tight they're one, one star for that so. he's at his peak he gets <laughs> one star for that dreamy ryan reynolds yeah. um this was choresome when i watched it this was on one of my netflix renting like but, but the days where you would rent the dvds um, so i was committed oh, yeah. to it and i was yeah. like Whew. you try you got to do but, it you got to try it so but yeah so it does not hold up amityville yeah. horror um YouTube Ryan Reynolds in there because he's he's great. Yes. Uh, I, what is the next one, sir? I've not seen this gem. Sky High. You haven't seen Sky High. I have not seen Sky High. Kurt Russell, Kelly Preston. Um, this is kind of a what? superhero uh, movie. Uh, but it's kind of like superheroes are amongst us, and they they, they the sons and daughters of actual superheroes go to high school, to Sky High, and so forth. But uh, <laughs> a, a lot a shot a lot in Pasadena, so they they oh, cool. the main house is the Laurie Strode's house from the Rob Zombie Halloween uh, remake. I remember they go off the suicide bridge, the bus kind of goes off into oh, high, really? high school in the in the sky and stuff like that. So uh, it's it's an amusing little movie that um, I think it was it was kind of fun for the time. Sky High, Sky so high. it holds up. It it does for me. It's it's a hotel viewing for sure. I All don't right. know. Good to know. Sky high. And next we have uh, uh, another film that Robert's covered. This is Red Eye. Rachel McAdams and um, Silly Murphy. Speak I of the devil. Him. <laughs> I, I love him. I can't wait to watch him. And those beady eyes. Uh, so, and this was one of those. So Wes Craven, has, he, he has these huge peaks and these huge 
dips for me. He really and does. I, and I know some people like Red Eye, and I'm just like, it's if you if if you did not know this was a Wes Craven movie, you would not say this is a Wes Craven movie. You know, it's no nothing way. tells you like I'm like, oh, the, the, this has the Wes Craven mark on it. Um, it it doesn't. It gives no clues at all. No, but I would. So the, the reason is like I think somebody asked me about this house, and then I was like, all right, I need to find this house, and then. Um, this is, of uh, course, I, the house on Lorraine Boulevard. Yes, and which uh, they built a false front. I think they put a false number on it too, um, yeah. something like that. So, um, but Could I remember thwart you. I was like, I, you know, if I set my mind to something, and I remember they there's a, they turn a corner on a street, and I'm like, that looks familiar to me. And actually, they turned the corner around the uh, the old, not the old uh, initiation of Sarah House, and so I kind of recognize that street a little. Oh, bit. cool. Good eye. Oh, by the way, before I forget, I wanted to bring this up. Um, speaking of locations, on American Crime Story Impeachment, where was uh, Linda Tripp's house in the film? It's in another movie. Was it Masters of the Universe? Masters of the Universe. This was Court- Courtney Cox's house in Masters of the Universe. That was it. As soon as she pulled up, I'm like, oh, I know that. I know that spot. Robert texted me. We were like, watching this. <laughs> we were the only two people that watched that, that this series so far. But um, I just wanted to bring that up. If you watch... If you're watching Impeachment American Crime Story, Lynn Tripp's house is Courtney Cox's house in Master of the Universe. And I was amazed that you picked that up. You're like, I know what house this is. Yeah. And I, I was like, even, oh. I didn't even need to see a house number. I'm like, I know where that is. That's what you said. Uh, I was like, yeah. I can't see the house number. You're like, <laughs> I, I don't need to see it. But but then you like knew what it was. But anyway, yeah, sorry. And I think, uh, and I got more airtime on this past episode. They they were there a couple times. So the Christmas party was fantastic. And Yeah, the, yeah that was good. Yeah. It means Merry Christmas. Because she's Jewish. She I'm tempted there. to go as Sarah Paulson as Linda Tripp for Halloween, but <laughs> <laughs> do it. Uh, she's so I good. Just, I just might. Yeah. Was that a subtle thing in American um, Crime Story where Monica Lewinsky looks at the German spelling for Merry Christmas and is like kind of threatened, and she goes, "It means Merry Christmas," because she's Jewish. And oh, was that like a know. foreshadowing, like German Jew kind of thing? I don't. I didn't. I wasn't reading into that. So because it was a weird shot, she goes in it and they is. pan to that. And then they comment on it. It means Merry Christmas. And she's looking at it like, I, I didn't get that, but yeah. I don't know. It's interesting that Mon- the Monica Lewinsky, I don't call it character because we're seeing a version of real life here, um, is right. kind of not not very endearing at all. And knowing that yeah. Monica is actually a producer, you think she would say, hey, can we make her a little likable? Less- yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's cold. I agree. Yeah. But- um, this shot right here from Red Eye, you got a crow. That looks, um, <laughs> which is adorable. He's just walking. Yeah. Well, that's what they, you know, birds don't be flying around LA. Come on. No, they don't. They sit in traffic. Um, but this, these are great shots right here. Thank you. Um, and this, uh, this shot right here is, oh, this is the false entryway. Yeah. So, cause they, the car crashes into it. And so that way, yeah. Obviously, they're not going to crash into the real house. So they just kind of built it out a little bit. So, unless it's Leprechaun in the Hood, but they don't and have the they, budget and they go, just do it. And we'll leave. Like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. That's cool. Uh, on the set, Red Eye. What year did you get those shots? Uh, uh, no, this is just two or three months ago, I think. So, oh, sweet. Yeah. Fresh. Fresh. Fresh take. Um, what do we have at number 13 on honorable mentions? <laughs> Uh, a sequel that should not have been made. Miss Congeniality 2, and probably one of the worst subtitles, Armed and Fabulous. Armed and Fabulous. <laughs> There's so many things going in there. <laughs> Truly. 
No, and this this falls into the Beverly Hills Cop too. We're like, let's have a cameo by so and so, you know, from the first one. People will love it. And like, no, it's you just you're reminded of how much better the original was. Was it William Shatner that did the cameo in this? He had a cameo, and then what's her name? Who my my one of my favorite characters from the first one who says. I would have to say April 20, whatever the favorite date is. Um, right. So she makes it. Yeah. So oh, there's yeah, a couple yeah. of cameos in the first one. But it just, yeah, it doesn't work. But it takes no. place in Vegas. And of course, they have to be yeah. showgirls, which I, are there still showgirls? Were there showgirls in Vegas in 2005? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah. a, it was a weird kind yeah. of element. And at some point, you know, and Sandra Bullock has, I mean, this will be here, you know, eighth time playing a fish out of water. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah. So maybe that should have been the subtitle. Oh man, <laughs> Miss Congeniality too. Oh man, oh, man, I, I will, I'll pitch that to her. So, do you see any cows around here, John Sparty? <laughs> Rap burger. It's good. Uh, uh I, I don't. I'm, doesn't hold for me either. I've only seen it once, sir. But I didn't. That's enough. Didn't blow me away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number fourteen. The fog. I guess we should have reviewed this list before we start. We didn't realize <laughs> we were going to be talking about it already, but. Yeah, the fog. The most unmemorable. Just like a real fog. <laughs> it dissipates and you, you there's nothing left goes. to see. You don't remember anything about it. No. Uh, <laughs> just like a real fog. Oh, that was bad. Would you rather watch The Fog in a hotel room? This one? Or a YouTube channel of a loop of fog? Like one of those therapeutic like rainforest things of fog for two hours? Oh, the actual rainforest thing. because that'd I would be- too calming at least this would just make me mad you know it's it's, uh, it's offensive yeah it was at selma blair and you know it's yeah. like it was a lot uh-huh. of tv actors uh showing up um yeah no it felt like a um a bad uh lifetime movie or something yeah. like that it just yeah. it wasn't jiving i do like some good bad lifetime movies but yeah i do too but this is not one of them no so fog does not hold up uh number 15 we have cursed this is another one that robert has covered Wes craven i felt like had a good or a busy year? Uh, yeah, it was something here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a good it, busy year? It, it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> so this one was, Cursed is known to have been plagued with many issues, production issues, and uh, mo- a really? lot of it was reshot. Yeah, so I remember in original, Skeet Ulrich, and there's other people in it, different ending or whatever, and then uh, they had to do reshoots, and entire characters were cut out. Um, Ugh. Yeah, so it was just a a mess of a movie. Um, a mess. Yeah, Judy Greer's in it though, and they have some other weird cameos. I like Judy Greer. Um, I can't remember. So, but yeah, it is. It's a messy movie. Um, obviously shot in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> the the obligatory Capitol record shot. Yeah, yeah. No matter. And they actually, were they did shoot across the street at the the ho- the hotel thing. Or not hotel, where did I come from? It was supposed to be the club. It was supposed yeah. to be. So, um, so what, actually, what is Tinsel? Is that the, the... This is supposed to be the club, I think, where it's supposed to be like a horror club. And oh, I, oh I, right, right, It's right. just not, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just not. It's just not, so. Um, and then uh, Universal Studios. So this is Elm Street at Universal, which uh, no no tram tours actually go down this street. So I've been wanting You mean to... the Desperate Housewife Street? No, this is... That's a di- that's a different street. Elm Street. This was actually down. Elm Street. This is actually called Elm Street. And oh, so I didn't uh, think you could you had access to. Oh well, you would have access to. Well, it. I would have access. But oh, uh, that's how it is. So, oh, the VIP uh, tours. All right. Yeah. So uh, and you have to request it. Like finally, I, they they never brought me down there, and like I just requested, like, hey, I want to go to Elm Street, and so they actually were kind enough to uh, bring me down there. Um, 
and they so, should, yes. after all the money you've spent. Yeah, I was like, hey, I want to go to this. And so, yeah, they were, they were right. nice enough. Um, and usually at VIP tours, I talked about this before, they are usually, one, I always recommend VIP. Um, and two, you just tell them where you want to go. And if they can, they've they've been really... They'll do it. Yeah, so so this street has been used in Hulk and Hancock. At the end of the street is where uh, Hancock lived, or not lived, uh, the Charlize Theron lived. Um, but yeah, so it's it's the big trams cannot get down the street because it's too can't tiny. happen. So they don't even go down there. But sometimes you kind of fly by it if you're um, you can see it in the background. But oh, that's cool. But as you with Christina Ritchie, yes, she never ages, of course. No, she doesn't. Michael Rosenbaum. Oh yeah, so it's full of good. Yeah, actors. it just does not. Uh, oh, well, I should say not. Not. Why would you take a picture cool. with him? This, no, this he, was pre, this was pre-Trump. <laughs> so I'll Trump. tell you that. Yeah, and I was a fan of the rest of development. Blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, for Kevin, sure. Kevin Williamson, I forgot. So they they had some. Um, yeah, they had some good actors in here. Yeah, good creators, but yeah, didn't didn't hold up. Curse does not hold up. No. Uh, Sixteen is Walk the Line. This is um, biopic with John, about Johnny Cash with Joaquin Phoenix. This kind of went hand in hand with Ray. They kind of came out around the same time or within a year. Um, there was a resurgence of biopics at this time. Yeah. Um, this film doesn't hold up as well as I would have liked it to. Um, he was was great as uh, the musically with Johnny Cash. I feel like yeah. him and and especially Reese Witherspoon did a great job uh, with the the musical numbers. They they really you know pulled it off. But mm-hmm. overall, it was very for me more retrospective of like uh, the the drug thing and. Um, you know his drug addiction, which is important, and the the childhood thing. I, th- I think they could have done more with Johnny Cash, yeah. his life on this. He had a whole other chapter in his life that they ignored. Yeah, I didn't really. It's not like I didn't like it, but I was just like, oh, it didn't really resonate with me. So it, you it, it was got it, over it. It was no coal miner's daughter. I'll tell you. It that. was. <laughs> <laughs> it was no coal miner's daughter. Yeah. Um, I would say though, if you haven't seen it, give it a watch once. Yeah, um, there's really it'd, other. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a hotel watch, I bet. So, good call, hotel watch. And what do we have next? Uh? House of Wax, which I was kind of surprised that I actually liked this one when I saw it because I thought, oh, you know, you got Paris Hilton, like come on. Uh, but with Jared Padalecki and uh, what's her name from Twenty Four. Uh, but yeah, I I thought as a whole, I'm like, yeah. all right, this movie it kind of worked for the most part. I don't think it's aged as well as it it wasn't as intriguing at the time. But um, I remember at the time people just want to see Paris Hilton get killed on camera. Right. So, yeah. That was a big draw. That's that's what most people remember is Paris Hilton. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it too. I think it did its yeah. job. I watched it not too long ago. Um. Yeah. Some stuff doesn't hold up, but overall, it's a it's a it's a good scare. Give it a watch. And, and she wasn't that bad of an actress, actually. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Yeah. No. And I remember um, I, I watched a couple seasons of Supernatural, and Paris Hilton plays a version of herself in that show too. She's and not like, bad. No, she was like, you know what? Maybe she, maybe she's kind of like a Kyle Richards. You know, like yeah, they they can act. They can, they, of course. It, it makes sense, you know. If you figure, you know, they're acting ninety nine percent of their life anyway, so of course they 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 can natural. do this. Yeah, it's all natural. I mean, yeah. she's not she's not going to book any you know uh, roles in the movie Glitter. No. But it's up there. Private Benjamin remake. She could have maybe done that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. But but we agree House of Wax still holds up. Yeah, I, I you know? it still it still works for me. Yeah, so 
not in a it's a a watch every five years thing yes good good point good call uh 18 is cinderella man this is uh ron howard ron howard's uh story about um jimmy uh the the boxer guy went through the great depression hence the name cinderella man loses everything poverty comes out on top um have you seen this movie uh once this is russell crowe right this is Russell Crowe. And Renee Zellweger. Yeah. That's probably why I've only watched. I know. Uh, she's, 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 she's not in it as much. She has, yeah. uh, I wouldn't even call her a uh, leading actress. I mean, she's in, yeah. in a very few she's there. Yeah, scenes, so, but she is. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I just, I obviously didn't no. with me, but yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, it still holds up for me. I, I feel like it's a good story. It's a true story um, about somebody that you don't hear about that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do praise it for its depiction of the Great Depression and um, what it was like in like North Jersey and things around that time. So, gotcha. um, yeah. It's Jersey. It, no when do you like it? It's Jersey. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, so we're split on Cinderella Man. Uh, Nineteen is Assault on Precinct Thirteen. This is this is Ethan Hawke and is it is it Lawrence Fishburne's in this? Yes. Uh, and there's a couple other people I can't remember that. Um, so Detroit at- Police Station, out of power and. They're coming another, in, the mob coming in or something. Another John Carpenter remake. So I right. will give it because when the, the original is like, well, what's the update of that? Would there, would there really be a police station, whatever? I'm like, okay, snowstorms, that'll do it, you know, where nobody <laughs> can get out and get anywhere. And, you know, so I'm like, all right, that I, I can buy that at least because you've been yeah. before where like it's impossible to. <laughs> Nobody can get anywhere and stuff like that. So, um, so premise kind of worked. The updated premise, but then the execution just end up not like it. Kind of, it's one of those things. That it starts off good, and then I just kind of fade off. And I'm like, oh yeah, I think I remember it kind of like this. And I'm like, oh yeah. Then it kind of trails mm-hmm. off into nothingness. And there's some uh, twists at the end. You're like, oh oh yeah. So, right, right. How I've seen this one. I don't think I've ever seen the original. Is the original like a good film? It's a the original was it right before Halloween I think or what his first film before Halloween I think he made a TV movie in between or a couple oh, of TV okay. movies but uh, yeah so this is kind of what kind of put him on the the original uh, uh, yeah Kim Kim Richards is in Assault on Precinct Thirteen and is still oh, cool. as a child actor and is considered one of uh, the more horrifying moments in cinema oh sweet all right I'll say that, I'll say that. we'll check it out. Yeah. Um, but this one didn't hold up for me, this version of it. And I, it's funny what you said about the snowstorm. I remember watching it. It was like, oh, that those Detroit's, Detroit's the infrastructure is built for snow. Like yeah. they, they, they can handle snow, especially a police station. And then that like that was the catalyst to, to cut them off. I'm like, yeah, quite yeah. a. And I know and I know they tried to cover it with like, oh, well, we're closing this up. But like they're still like it's still a police station. Like, come you, on. You, they would still yeah have things figured out. But, you know, right. Yeah. But no, it doesn't hold up. Yeah. Uh, what's the last one number 20 blade trinity also known as blade three <laughs> blade trinity you know i don't i don't think i've seen this one sir oh so the, ryan reynolds um parker posey um so uh ryan I, I think this is i think there was drama on the set with this one and um wesley snipes was kind of taken aback and ryan i think just stole a lot of lines stuff like that so this really kind of feels oh. like a ryan Ryan Reynolds to me movie and you put him and Parker Posey in scenes together and it's like my favorite it's it feels like not a blade movie because you know like it's visually it's, oh, it's I just, exhilarating yeah because Parker is a vampire and she has this 
funky look to her and he's like oh cool I just remember like ryan's like you know, i just say one thing and he's like first your hair is ridiculous and she's like ah oh, you're like <laughs> and the poker pose <laughs> i don't know i just that, that a, yeah i i i love that i think i own this on dvd i know i i know i have a big really? TV banner with ryan reynolds in oh that's cool yeah but but yeah, so I, I would still watch this. Uh, it's it's a Blade Light movie. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Who else is in it? There was somebody else, right? Uh, I don't know. I have to look that up now. So, but Blade uh, Trinity. Blade Trinity. Who oh, who cool. else could be in it? It could be anybody. Could uh, be anybody. <laughs> Jessica Biel. Uh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. So she was still coming off hot off a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Yes. So she but, was in the uh, zone at this point. It's still amusing to me. Uh, Natasha Leon, I think she plays a blind person. Oh, cool. If you can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I can. Yeah. So Blade Trinity still holds up for the set chatter. It does. Yeah. Take a, take a watch. I think it's amusing. Yeah, I've seen the first two. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know why I haven't seen this one. Um, yeah, I'll give it a watch. Is it the better of the last two? Would you say? To me, to me it's the most uh, rewatchable one. I okay. Think All right. That's humor. good. You know, here, here's the thing. Some, some of these movies are like, you see them, I'm like, okay, I don't need to see the, these, him killing vampires. You know, like, so, and I think maybe you've humor. seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, with him killing vampires, it's cool to yeah add some extra elements that make it like a good movie. Um, okay. So that was the uh, honorable mentions of 2005. Uh, we have a slathered hot piece of Nebraska corn tonight because we got a pack show. I forgot I added this one in. So, before we get into Can't Look Away, I have a little segment here, and this is called Guess That Description. And this is for Robert. This is a quiz. Robert loves quizzes. He loves pop quizzes. He just loves them. We did the Madonna quiz. We did tagline quiz. He's a quiz guy. All right? Pop quiz, hot shot. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop quiz. <laughs> you know, I still, so I have, I have board orientation, and then I actually have that meme with Dennis Hopper and Sandra Bullock, and it says pop quiz, hot shot. And I'm like, I don't think anybody gets that. You know, wait, wait, you have like, that hanging up somewhere? No, I, like on my presentation. Like, oh, that's I, have, brilliant. I have a little quiz at the end. I'm like, and nobody responds oh, to Steve, it. Oh, so, Steve, come on. Yeah, but that's anyway. great. Don't ever stop that. That's amazing. <laughs> pop quiz, hot shot. Hot shot. I don't know. So, so like, good. Don't, it's the 90s. Isn't that funny? I'm like, people are like, come on, it's the 21st century. It's a, no, it's, it holds up. I just keep that going, please. No. Right. Uh, but so on Robert's page, in the beginning of all of his films, you know, he'll have a little description and you know, sometimes it could be shot these in Vancouver or sometimes he really elaborates, such as the Freddy's dead. They save the best for last. <laughs> and uh, because Robert has covered so many movies, hundreds of films and movies and uh, I mean, music videos and TV shows, he's not going to be able to remember every description or does he? That's what we're going to find out with five randomly selected quotes from Robert's website. All right. And I'm going to read them to you, Robert. And you're going to tell me what film they're, they're for. These are all from films, so. Okay. Which movie they're in. Are you ready? Yes. I was waiting for you to go, do I have a choice? Yeah. Bring, bring, bring it on. All right. Number one, if you have not seen it, stop what you were doing and watch it. A comedy spoof that predates Airplane. Gotcha. The second sentence gave it away because you're talking about the big bus. Oh, sure am. I love the big bus. You've covered that, and you've mentioned yes. that this year. You posted it. <laughs> I just, it's one of those. Yeah, I think it had a special uh, anniversary, so I assume you still have not seen it, but... I haven't uh, seen it. It is, and you'll be like, well, what are you talking about? But uh, it's one of my favorites. 
No, if you like it, I I, I would probably like it. <laughs> Stalker Channing, come on, you can't go wrong. Ned oh, Beatty. Is it better than the one you just covered? That was uh, Denzel Washington's first role. Uh oh, Carbon Copy. <laughs> yeah, yes. where it's like, what could go wrong next? He uh, lost Car- his Rolls Royce. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Oh, I have a black son. I guess that's wrong. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh my god, how's this film made? I I think it's coming on Blu-ray finally, which surprisingly, really? but yeah. So, um, is it is it not offensive? Because I went to the Wikipedia page and there wasn't any like you know, controversies or anything like that. No. Well, at the time, you know, nobody thought, Dwight, you know, no, like, no, oh, not that's at the time. Fun, isn't that funny? Um, <laughs> and now his <laughs> life is ruined because he has a black son, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, it was very weird. I lost that. the Dunkin' Donuts account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I lost the Dunkin' Donuts account. Yeah. <laughs> is that a real line? No, but I was going to say, it's just one of those things. But yeah. anyway, but yeah, okay. so big bus, I do recommend. Okay. Uh, number two is, like the Star Wars prequels, this was a film fans were clamoring for that in reality we realized we didn't want at all. Oh, this does sound familiar. It's hilarious. Fans were clamoring for, but in reality, we didn't want it at all. Ugh. It, it does sound familiar to me, but I don't know what film I wrote it about. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want a hint? Uh, give me one hint, I guess. It's a movie we talked about recently that I liked as a guilty pleasure, and you just did not, you were not feeling it, obviously, from this. Gotcha. It's I a horror movie. It's a horror. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, what film are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're talking about Friday Thirteenth, two thousand nine. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, Freddy versus Jason. Okay, with the cringy Freddy lines. Gotcha. It was like dark meat. Oh, okay, that that makes yeah. sense because we obviously fans were clamoring for that, and then we're like, yeah. oh, I guess we weren't. Uh, yeah. Okay, so one one for one. Yep. Um, number three. There's only five, ladies and gentlemen. Two. Number three is uh, the first time I was able to visit locations was in late 2001 when I was in L.A. with my family for the Rose Bowl. Uh, so this is probably the Halloween houses or Elm Street. S- same same trip. All right. Well, then a win-win. I, I got it from the Halloween page. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But very cool. I have my geeky pictures standing in front of it probably. So. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Uh, I like that. Um, but good job. So uh, two for one. Pictures Number... taken with an actual film camera. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like the film character. I could yeah. tell it was like, yeah, actual film that had to be developed. Yeah, so I had to wait a week after I got home. So. Right, you had to wait a week before you picked yeah. up at Rite Aid. See how they turned out. So, that was the worst when they didn't turn out well, and you're like, yeah, you're like, this, is, this is awful. Yeah. Um, number three, number four is I am not a huge fan of this film, but it is beloved by many. Oh, that can be any number of films too. So, can I give you a hint? Yeah, I guess I'll try with a hint. It's a film that we covered in 1990, between 1990 and 1994, that I love and see no problem with it, except for mm-hmm. a few pesky things. Mm-hmm. And you just thought it was like the creepiest thing ever at the time. Creepy. And people love this film. Like, it, wrong. It was wrong. Okay. Uh, and people, this is a beloved film by so many. as a comedic powerhouse performance. And oh, Robert is gosh. not having it. <laughs> I don't know. Hello. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. Oh my. Gosh. I I was so disheartened when I went to this entry because I saw you covered <laughs> Doubtfire, and I was like, oh wow, like Robert, one of my favorite films. And all I see is, I'm not a huge fan of this film, but it's beloved by many, and that's it. That then you're like, yeah, but you and covered like, it, and here's the, the house. Here's the house. 
Here Here's the house if you want to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you covered it, you know? Yeah. I'd I was, imagine that wasn't a pilgrimage you made. You just were in the area. Um, yeah, I think it was on the, and I like it. Sometimes I, obviously I do things for other people and this is one of them, so. Oh, if people outsource you kind of thing, like. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, uh, and not, uh, I, I did some Seed of Chucky locations on my last trip. Not that I, uh, and they're mostly establishing shots. Obviously it was shot mostly in Romania. But uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll somebody asked, I'll I'll do it. But kind of you. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Mrs. Dalfire. Your your mind subliminally pushed yes. that out, that memory, repressed it. Uh, final quote of this evening, um, from your website is one of my favorite cable favor one of my favorite cable favorites growing up was young blank, and I still quote it to this day. Young Doctors in Love? Yes, there yes. it is. <laughs> I didn't know if that would be obvious or not, but I thought if yeah. I just left was blank, yeah. that would that could be anything. Uh, no, Young, obviously, and it stars Sean Young, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and there's there's still lines that I quote that um, I can't remember. I can't remember the line before. It was like, they're fighting. She's like, I can't stand him. She's like, sounds to me like you're in love. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. Sounds to me like you're in love. <laughs> I so I still say that line. Something wonderful. Something, yeah, it's it's up there and it's uh, up there. Is it Hector Elizondo's in this film and he's he's uh, a <laughs> undercover. <laughs> he's always dressed up in drag and he's oh, really dropping, he's just dropping f bombs the entire movie and he's. <laughs> he's I just think I've actually about, seen that movie. Yeah, and he's like we're like he's like oh, I fucking love music, fucking fucking opera, <laughs> fucking you know like whatever. And the very end, you know, they, in, in the movies, they said, they said, here's what, you know, and he grew up to be such and such and whatever. And I remember, like, and he joined the Philadelphia fucking Philharmonic. <laughs> He's always dropping F-bombs. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, my gosh. But good job. Yeah. You got most of I, got, I, I thought he went okay on this. But yeah. I know. Yeah. I think he did pretty good. Um, and finally, tonight, Can't Look Away, 2005. What do you have, sir? I have The Island. <laughs> The Island, Ewan McGregor, and is it Scarlett Johansson? Yes, yeah. Yes. This is actually one of my favorite movies, and I had to seek it out on Blu-ray. Uh, uh, I like the look of it. I love the plot. I love the kind of uh, kind of how they did it and, and everything. So I think I saw this a couple of times in the theater. So um, oh, I'm cool. not usually a fan of uh, the director, but um, I thought this one just yeah. worked for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I, this is one of my, not. This is not one of my favorites, but I've seen this a few times, and I I've enjoy, I enjoyed. It. I still watch it to this day if it's on. Like, I know it's got a lot going on, and a lot of it's pretty bad, but uh, yeah. yeah, the plot's cool. Like the whole concept is cool for a Michael Bay film. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, what it it's better. Yeah, so so I I like that, and yeah, yeah, I like I like both of them, and Ewan playing a couple roles, and yeah, yeah, no, it it's it's good. It it delivers. It's entertaining. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm can't like. Look, <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead. Unlike like bewitched, your look away can't look away. You know this is weird, <laughs> I, and I've I've been waiting to get to this. My can't look away is bewitched, which we'll show you here that Robert has covered. Two thousand five is a turning point in these lists where I I, I kind of felt like I just had to pick one, so I picked bewitched. I don't really watch this. Yeah, like I will if it's on. I will watch bewitched. It's Will Ferrell. Like it's it's awful, but I'll watch it. But we're at the the weird year. Where I just really don't watch movies after this time if I didn't like it because they're too fresh in my mind, you know. Yeah. Or I'll still defend it. Like yeah. if there's very few movies after 2005 where I'm like, 
It's awful, but I watch it. Usually I'm just shameless. I'm like, oh, I love that movie. I love Godzilla. But, um, yeah. but this one I'll watch. It, it's bad, though. So what is, yeah, because on paper, there's certain things like, okay, you can't go wrong, Shirley MacLaine. If you say, who's going to be Andorra? Shirley MacLaine, you're like, yeah, that works. Of course. Uh, then you have like Will Ferrell as like, all right, if he's a Darren ish. Obviously, it's a little bit of spin on that. Yeah. And, then, and Nicole Kidman, I don't know what type of agent she has that she's able to do all these films. Uh, <laughs> but she she's not your first one. Or like I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes... Imagine no. Reese Witherspoon. as She might have been too young at this point, but... No, but that's who I would think of. Yeah. And, and a, I don't picture Will, Will Ferrell as Darren at all. Like, not no. even a little bit. No. It would be so like it, Paul Rudd or something. Like, not Will yeah. Ferrell. He's yeah. like... Seven so, feet tall, like towering over her. And maybe they're, maybe they're too old now. But I'm like, yeah, if we could have pitched Reese Witherspoon and uh, a Paul Rudd. Uh, Sold. Which remark, yeah, they, it would, yeah. It might work for me. They might be able to pull off the bad script. So, Right. And and they don't. And it is it is funny. It's it's to watch them, like, you know, in the scenes trying to pull it off. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And some of the effects are just so cheesy. Um, but it, it is there is some slapstick in there that Will Ferrell does. And he is he is he's funny in, like, everything. Even if it's only for a short time, so yeah. I'll still watch it for that reason. But um, yeah, I felt like uh, it's it's miscast uh, overall, and but I don't know how Nicole Kidman they got her to do this. It's still your can't look away, so I don't know. It's a can't look away, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> I feel but, like yeah. There's there's the house, um, and or oh, what's her name? Kristen Chenoweth is in it. I forgot. So right. Good call. <sighs> I feel like I need to get you this movie for Christmas. Oh my. I don't have room in my case, I don't, <laughs> unfortunately. So uh, <laughs> uh, I don't watch movies anymore. Really? Yeah, I just yeah. don't. I don't think they even ever released this even on DVD. So I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the bootleg copies they actually seize just to destroy them because they don't want them circulating. Yeah. All right. Let's say I have enough coasters. I'm fine. I, have, <laughs> I need more coasters. I need uh, King Kong. Okay. Oof. But those were our Can't Look Away 2005. Um, so overall, I feel like uh, interesting night, interesting list. It was, yeah, and, and I'm curious, as we get into these, whatever, I'm like, I can't identify the years as much anymore, kind of, kind of what you were getting at, like, what came out in 2006? Nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. It no. just kind of becomes this blur of who knows what. Yeah, 2006 to 2008 are kind of all over the place. And I've been noticing that recently when I watch a movie from that time, uh, I'm like, oh, this is 2005, it all, it's all running together, but... but. But we'll be talking about some more Slash and Gore movies next time. So We'll be getting into them. And yeah, Slash and Gore, Halloween, uh, October, October Halloween picks. Um, do you have anything else you want to crowbar in tonight, sir? No, I think that was good. You heard it there from the set jetter himself. That will be our show. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. And check us out on every platform where podcasts live. From Robert Patterson and myself, Matthew Clark, we will see you on the set. Mm-hmm.